I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. Well, a new year is upon us, 2023, and that means it's time to predict and prognosticate about what is coming up in the world of work this year. Thinking about the future is important for a number of reasons. One reason is that it helps us plan and make decisions in the present that can have a positive impact on our future. Thinking about the future can also help us prepare for potential challenges or opportunities that might arise. For example, if we're aware of changes in our field that are likely to happen in the future, we can start preparing for them now by learning new skills or seeking out new education. Additionally, thinking about the future can help us understand and make sense of the present. By considering how current events and trends may play out over time, we can gain a much deeper understanding of the world around us and make more informed decisions. And if we don't think about the future, we might end up missing out on all the good stuff that's coming our way. I mean, what if the next great invention or technological breakthrough is just around the corner and we miss it because we weren't paying attention? By thinking about the future, we can stay ahead of the game and be ready for whatever amazing things are coming our way. And so I've assembled my top five predictions that will have far-reaching impacts on work and how it is organized and performed in 2023. I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the predictions, and then I'll share a little bit more about each one. Prediction number one, the labor shortage that we've been experiencing these past few years will continue and in fact get worse. Prediction number two, we are going to experience more cultural clash in the workplace and specifically more generational cultural clash with respect to values in the workplace. Prediction number three, artificial intelligence is going to move from conceptual to useful in many more categories of work. Prediction number four, return to office and work from home will continue to clash in a push-pull relationship. And prediction number five, interpersonal skills will move to the top of the list of what's desired and required in both employees and leaders. So those are my five predictions for the future of work for 2023. Now let's dive into each one of them and go into a little bit more detail. Prediction number one, the labor shortage will worsen. I base my prediction on three factors. Number one, economic growth. When the economy grows and there's an increased demand for goods and services, businesses will need to hire more workers to meet that demand. Now. 
the U.S. economy grew significantly in the third quarter, ending a six-month economy shrinkage. And with growth like this, the supply of workers is simply not able to keep pace with demand. And this will continue to squeeze the labor market, worsening the current shortage. The second thing I base my prediction on is the aging population. As the population ages, there are fewer younger workers available to enter the labor force. And this is going to contribute to the labor shortage as the demand for workers remains constant or increases, and it will most likely increase, but we just don't have new workers coming into the labor market at the same rate that we need them. And number three, the third factor that I'm basing this prediction on is the skills gap. So the skills and qualifications that are required for certain jobs change over time as new technologies are developed and get integrated into those jobs. And if the current workforce doesn't have the necessary skills to meet the demands of these new technologies, it will lead to a labor shortage in certain industries. And we're feeling that in quite a number of industries as things change and as we're just not producing enough new workers in certain industries. So that is my prediction number one, that the labor shortage that we've been experiencing these past few years will in fact worsen. Prediction number two, we are going to experience a values clash in the workplace that largely follows generational lines, but not entirely. And I base that prediction on four factors. Number one, communication styles. You've heard me say it before, and I'm sure you'll hear me say it again. We communicate differently. And again, largely that may fall along generational lines. So different generations may have different preferences for how they communicate, which modalities they use, whether it's text messaging, email, face-to-face communication, and so on. And this also relates to how different generations prefer to get feedback, whether you prefer feedback in a face-to-face conversation, an email, a phone call, text messaging, and the like. So those communication styles really do have an impact on how we work together. And we've seen it time and time again. We're going to continue to see that communication clash in the workplace. Again, largely on generational lines, but not entirely. The second factor I base this on is work-life balance. Different generations have different ideas about the importance of work-life balance with some generations valuing a strong work ethic and others valuing a more flexible work schedule. My generation, the Gen Xers and the baby boomers who came before us have very much been a live to work. We have organized our lives around our work. Now, before I go on to talk about the millennials and the Gen Zers, let me just add that when my generation, Gen X, was newly entering the workforce, We were told we were slackers. We were told we didn't have a good work ethic and so forth. So this does tend to be a trend that goes from generation to generation. Now, with that said, I do want to point out that the millennials and the Gen Zs who are now entering the workforce these last couple of years have a very different orientation towards work. They've seen their parents burn out. They've seen their grandparents burn out and they don't want to experience that themselves. And so they're having a very different take 
on how to put together a life that includes making an income, making an income that is comfortable to live off of, but not being so tethered to their work. These folks are the ones who are leaving at five o'clock or maybe even before. If they have children, they're leaving to go to their kids' sporting events or school events and thinking nothing of it. They're not feeling guilty about leaving work early in the same way that those who came before them perhaps did and still do. I think we can learn a thing or two from how the younger generations are blending work and life together. And again, I think we're going to still continue to feel this values clash that's based on work-life balance as we go through this coming year. And again, I'm hoping that the older generations can learn a thing or two from the younger generations here. Number three, the third factor I'm basing this prediction on is technology. Different generations have different levels of comfort and familiarity with technology and the new skill sets that go along with technology. And this can lead to plenty of misunderstandings and conflicts in the workplace, with the younger generations seeing much faster and more effective ways to do things and older generations sometimes, not always, but sometimes being stuck in how we used to do things or the traditional way to do things. So this is something we need to watch out for. And again, Younger generations need to be a bit more patient and maybe even explanatory without being condescending to the older generations. And older generations need to be more open to hearing about new ways of doing things, faster ways, automating things, and using more technology. And the fourth factor I base this prediction on is authority and hierarchy. So different generations and their values have different attitudes towards authority and towards hierarchy and whether or not we need to follow that hierarchy and authority. Some generations, again, younger generations, value respect for authority differently. I'm not going to say they don't value respect for authority. They just value it differently. They're used to just getting things done. And so they might go around the traditional processes or ways of doing things in a way that feels uncomfortable to older generations. And I'm putting myself in the older generations here, the Gen X and the baby boomers. So those younger generations are valuing more egalitarian relationships and really don't want to follow the the jumping through hoops and perhaps the more bureaucratic processes that the older generations have been more accustomed to. So my prediction number two is that we are going to experience a values clash. And I know a lot of places have been feeling it already, but that's going to continue in 2023, a values clash that largely follows generational lines again, but not entirely. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. All right, prediction number three. 
Artificial intelligence moves from conceptual to useful in many more categories of work. Okay, AI, of course, has been around for years, decades even, and it used to freak people out. At a very rudimentary level, in the 1980s, companies had the ability to pair phone numbers with basic account information. So when you called your bank or your credit card company, your phone number automatically brought up your account, including your name, to the customer service rep. And people hated it. They felt like they were being spied on. They, technology was creeping them out. Now, this is, albeit a very rudimentary way of a computer doing a task that used to take human intelligence otherwise known as artificial intelligence, something as simple as looking up an account number. (laughs) Now, just look at how much that trend has swung in the intervening decades. These days, if a customer service representative doesn't have the transaction that happened 60 seconds ago right at their fingertips, we are incensed. (laughs) So artificial intelligence has certainly been around for a long time and is used in many sectors of work many of which we don't even realize, but it's getting so much better. Machine learning has automated and streamlined many rote tasks. Of course, it still has a ways to go. Um, Alexa and Siri still misunderstand the question quite often. And if you're like me, you'll try to ask the question in a way that she will understand it best and be able to look up the answer for you more effectively. Well, that's all changing with the most recent leap in artificial intelligence technology. Within the past month, OpenAI, an artificial intelligence research company intent on shaping the future of technology, released ChatGPT, a powerful new chatbot that communicates in plain English and is genuinely useful for a wide variety of tasks. It works far better than its predecessors. It can write with reasonable accuracy and style. Whether you ask it to write prose or poetry or computer code or a love letter, it does a reasonably good job. Absolutely a passable first draft. And it does so by engaging a complex algorithm that generates meaningful sentences and meaningful phrases. With tools like these at our disposal and so many more on the way, AI, artificial intelligence, is going to move from behind the scenes to taking a front seat in workflows in 2023. So that is my prediction number three. Artificial intelligence will move from conceptual to useful in many more categories of work. Prediction number four, return to office and work from home will continue to clash like angry siblings in a push-pull relationship. Senior leaders in many organizations are trying to get employees to come back to the office, if not full-time, then at least a a few days a week. From having a place to meet with clients, to creating and deepening organizational culture, to creating a sense of connection and belonging, to driving innovation, such leaders argue that being together in person makes for a better work experience and better work output. Meanwhile, employees are not entirely convinced. The flexibility of working from home, combined with the comfort of being in their own space and not dressing as professionally as they did when they went to the office, at least from the waist down, to the cost savings of not commuting or spending as much money on childcare, to greater work-life balance. Many employees want to remain at home. 
Now, that said, I do want to give a legitimate nod to the professionals who do prefer to be in the office. They exist too, and they should not be overlooked in this conversation. And so the push-pull continues. The push of employees pushing back, not wanting to go into the office. And the pull of employers trying to lure their employees back into the office with generous perks like on-site laundry and doggy daycare, also on-site, I kid you not. This push-pull will continue throughout 2023 and perhaps beyond until the business needs and the employees' needs start to find more common ground. So prediction number four, return to office and work from home will continue to clash well into 2023. Prediction number five, interpersonal skills move to the top of the list of what's desired in both employees and leaders. Now, the first four predictions show that work life is going to get more complicated and more complex as we journey into 2023 and beyond. There will be more negotiating, more conflict, and more different ideas about how work gets done. And to handle that, we absolutely need to have effective interpersonal skills to be able to navigate these challenging times. For example, in a tight labor market, you may be asked to do more with less. You will have to demonstrate your competency and leadership effectively and efficiently. And that means having excellent communication skills. Or if you're in the service industry, say retail or food service, where employees are particularly hard to find and that tight labor market is crunching especially hard, you may have to double down on polite and effective interactions with your customers to keep them happy and keep them coming back. Negotiating whether you work from home or the office or some combination of each will require that you have strong interpersonal skills, from holding difficult conversations about those issues to resolving conflicts to effectively communicating with colleagues in a hybrid work environment and beyond. You will absolutely need those interpersonal skills to be sharp and effective. So whether you're interacting with your colleagues, your supervisors, or your clients, or all of the above, Your interpersonal skills can help you build positive relationships, resolve conflicts, and work effectively as a team. They're also important for networking, negotiating, and leadership, and so much more. So there you have it, my prediction number five, interpersonal skills move to the top of the list in what's required and desired in employees and leaders. All right, there they are, my top five predictions that I am sure will have far-reaching impacts on how work is organized and performed in 2023. Let me give you a quick recap of those five predictions. Prediction number one, the labor shortage we've been experiencing these past few years will continue and will get worse. Prediction number two, we are going to experience more values and generational clash in the workplace. Prediction number three, Artificial intelligence moves from conceptual to useful in many more categories of work. Prediction number four, return to office and work from home will continue to clash in a push-pull relationship throughout the year. And prediction number five, interpersonal skills move to the top of the list of what is desired and required for both employees and leaders. 
Now, in the coming weeks here on the podcast, I'll be taking a deeper dive into each of these five predictions, sharing more data, examples, and implications of how the future of work will shake out in this pivotal year. And as a quick reminder before I sign off, full episodes of the podcast are also available on YouTube and short snippets, highlights, and other tips are now available on YouTube Shorts. If you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, you're missing out. Find me and follow me at youtube.com forward slash Janelle Anderson, PhD. That's J-A-N-E-L-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N, PhD. And I will link that up in the show notes as well. Until next time, be well and happy new year. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.